So today on See Something, Say Something, we will be discussing the cultural phenomenon that is Mean Girls. So get in, loser. We're going shopping. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. I'm 16. Until today, I was homeschooled. And then it was goodbye, Africa. And hello, high school. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Janice. This is Damien. Watch out. New meat coming through. So you've never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up. I didn't say anything. Plastics. Who are the plastics? They're teen royalty. That's Karen Smith. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. I'm kind of psychic. Really? It's like I have ESPN or something. Gretchen Wieners. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. And evil takes a human form in Regina George. She knows everything about everyone. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Being with the plastics was like leaving the actual world. <laughs> and entering girl world. Have you seen any guys that you think you're cute yet? There's this guy in my calculus class. His name's Aaron Samuels. <gasps> no, no. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriends are off limits. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Mm. Oh, daddy! This is the Mean Girls edition of See Something, Say Something. It's Plastics, a podcast. This is the rewatchable category. We watched the cult classic, almost, I wouldn't even say cult anymore, just the world phenomena of Mean Girls. The 2004 classic, uh, Tina Fey, written by her, based on the novel by Regina, Rosalind Wiseman, called Queen Bees and Wannabes. It was a nonfiction, matter of fact. Um, Yeah, so Tina Fey, wrote it into a comedy, and it was produced in 2004. The box office reception, it was a $17 million budget, and it grossed in $130 million. And that year, or 2004, 2005, it won three awards from the Teen Choice Awards, and then three awards from the MTV Movie Awards. So yeah, it was well-received from everyone, the world, the nation, all of us. But no Oscar for Lindsay. Yeah. Justice for Lindsay. Getting into the director, writer, and the cast. Does anybody know about like what they did right before this, right after this? I feel like the most prominent thing I can think of is um, Rachel McAdams was cast in The Notebook like in the same year, right? So yeah, yes. <laughs> that yes. was a big year for her. Huge year for Rachel McAdams. And it was such a different role. It seems like the notebook's 10 years after me, girls. For oh my God, totally. <laughs> the director, I think he was the director, had just wrapped um, Freaky Friday with Lohan. So this was that same person doing this movie. Interesting. I'd safely say this might be his best movie that he's directed. <laughs> right. Looking at the others, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Bad Santa 2, anyone? <laughs> Oh, the, t- the second one. <laughs> yeah, two, because we needed another one. What was Lindsay up to, like, leading up to this? Because in my mind, this was kind of like her last successful moment, but I don't know how accurate that is. That's accurate. Okay. This was it. This was the peak. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I would argue in many ways, though, this was kind of her breakthrough movie, because pr- I-, I believe, yeah. like... She was in The Parent Trap, and then, like, she had, like, the whole Disney situation. Yeah. And then this mm-hmm. was kind of, like, her starring role as an adult. See, 
Okay, yep. that's fair. I was going to yeah. say, as a diehard Nancy Myers fan, I will have to disagree with that because the parent trap is just it's the breakthrough <laughs> moment for, for Lindsay. But this was her breakout of Disney, right? Like, this yeah. is her, I am a woman, and now I'm going to yes. launch into the singing career of mine and all of this other stuff. So it was like her breakout from Disney. Oh, yes. Because immediately after, in 2004, her Rumors music video and song yes. came out, which is, yes. that's iconic. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like 2005 things just tanked for Lindsay. She hasn't yeah. quite recovered. All the rest of the movies, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> Haven't heard of half of them. It's true. But it's a hard life being a club owner these days, so what are you going to do? Herbie fully loaded? Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only one I've actually heard of. Oh, she was in Machete. She's in Machete. I don't know who she plays. Honestly, I think it's her 2014 Oprah series, where, like, Oprah tries to, like, take control of Lindsay's life unsuccessfully. I remember that being, like, a huge thing, and it was, like, kind of a failure. So I think we can agree this is where she peaked and then immediately downfell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's really thriving right now, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's true. 2020 has weirdly been a good year for her. What? Has it? I do. I do, because I feel like in the last, like, in 2019, I don't remember if this was in 2019, but she had that weird, like, accent video come out when she was, like, talking, like, I don't even know what. Like, she had kind of had a fake British, like, a very yeah. global accent. It was very like Madonna. She yes. did a Madonna. She did a Madonna moment. Madonna. And then she had the, like, Mykonos dancing moment. But I feel sure. like she seems, like, calm and well right now. You thought the fake accent and the Mykonos meme or her It was thriving. just messy. It was just, like, messy. And so I feel like <laughs> post those, she seems to be doing... Like, well, right now. <laughs> I say this as someone who also watched her, like, Parent Trap reunion video that Ooh. Nancy Myers led with Katie Couric. And I was like, Lindsay, you seem well. I think that's all we can we can hope for Lindsay is that she's just living her best life. <laughs> it's true. I think she's trying to make a comeback. But, like, if you're trying to make a comeback, does it really work? And is it a comeback? <sighs> there, she has a long no. life to live. Who knows? Also, she should TBD. stop modifying her face because she doesn't look like herself anymore. She's yeah. had some terrible, I don't know if we're, if we're just talking injections or if it's like been some like face surgery stuff. But yeah, I feel like she's, she's not had a good situation there. No. Yeah. She was cute. She didn't need to do that to herself. <laughs> she yeah. had this youthful plumpness that is missing but moving moving forward what i guess let's talk about you know the most rewatchable scene what Mm. would you stop at if you're flipping through channels anything honestly yeah (laughs) seriously anytime i'm like oh mean girls just immediate stop whatever i'm doing and continue watching from that point forward this movie is so full of just like little nuggets that i just want to eat up all the time like every little moment is just like so glorious yeah almost any moment could stop me (laughs) what are some of the most quotable quotable lines from the movie obviously get and loser we're going shopping you can't sit with us ah yes i still love you go glenn coco glenn coco fall for you glenn coco you go glenn coco Glen Coco. Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco, which, fun fact, is an actual person. 
It is Tina Fey's older brother's friend or something. He's a film editor in Los Angeles. So and is that yeah. their real name? So she, Tina Fey based a lot of the characters off of real people and their real names because she thought it would just be easier. So like Glenn Coco, word for word, um, Janice Ian is a an out lesbian singer and they used her song in the movie when the girls are fighting. Um, let's see who else is there. So Damien was Tina's Faye's high school friend. Her college roommate was Katie Gary, who she changed to Katie Heron. So a lot of the people are based off huh. of that. Yeah. So she said it's just easier to write with it, real people. But back to the quotables, what else? Not necessarily quotable, but like when it comes to scenes, the Christmas dancing scene, the Jingle Ball Rock dance, like every part <laughs> of that scene to me is just perfect. And like Amy Poehler in that scene is <laughs> iconic. Like she's so good in this movie. I just can't imagine anyone playing that role better than her. Yeah. So it's not quotable, but like that is one of my top scenes, I think. And it, I mean, it's aged very well. The thigh slap heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love I'm a mouse. Duh. It's like that. Great, Karen. She doesn't even go here has just like mm. resonated with yes. me over yes. many years because it it just like anyone who has like is up in my business or up in where they don't need to be it's like you don't even go here go away yeah iconic line yeah i feel like this movie is has the the cast itself has so many quotable lines which i think is rare just for everyone to have something and then it's also like the most memeable movie there's so many Mm. memes of this movie that's like you need the quote with the visual Another quote for me, which this is kind of embarrassing and also I think uh, <laughs> kicks off the conversation of what probably didn't age so well is boo you whore because oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in high school when this movie came out. It was very formative. And like, I remember my girlfriends and I would all call each other yes. like whores around this time. And be like, you whore, <laughs> you slut. And I vividly remember, this is like a total timestamp, but I had an AIM away message that was boo you whore for a period of time. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you can't forget Fugly Slut. That's just... Fugly Slut. It just rolls Fugly off the tongue. Fugly Slut. Yeah. And maybe it's controversial that I love this part, but when Damien is like, oh, Danny DeVito, I love your work, and like chases <laughs> the girl out of the room, it's every... I always forget about it, and then every mm-hmm. time I see it, it just cracks me up. I also love when the secretary, her like one liners, when she comes in, she's like, "Come quick, the girls have gone wild." <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Ron, we're gonna... Come quick, they've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. I also, I mean, I just love everything from Amy Poehler's scene. Like, oh, love you, girls, keep me young. All of mm-hmm. like. Just want you to know, if you need anything, don't be shy, okay? There are no rules in this house. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> right, Regina? Please stop talking. Okay. My um, my mom, her best friend is like the the same character as the mom that Amy Poehler plays. Like she has like the big breast implants, like always wearing the track suit, had like a little chihuahua, and I like I just that character oh. just it weirdly makes me nostal nostalgic, <laughs> like Amy Poehler in that movie. <laughs> I'm like I've I've been in that room where she's like oh you can have alcohol in the house like I've I've been there so I love that moment. 
Speaking of the chihuahua and her breast implants, that scene also always makes me cry a little bit with laughter. It's so inappropriate and so good. Amy, you brought this up a little bit. So, like, let's talk about some things that have aged the best. Oh, oh my gosh. What what still rings true? Obviously, the mom for Taylor. (laughs) Always. She's. I mean, but it is funny, right? Because, like, Real Housewives hadn't come out yet. And I feel like her character is like such an archetype of anyone that could be on any season of Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing still feels so relevant. Like all, yeah. the, all the characters, even like some of the interactions they have, it's all still so, so true. It's not like, Oh, that doesn't happen anymore. You know, like they're like, Oh, we have a new student from Africa. And the teacher looks at the one black <laughs> student in the room. And yeah. she's like, I'm from Michigan. Like yeah. all that stuff where you're like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still happening. Okay, so then what aged the worst? I mean, a movie from the early 2000s is going to be problematic no matter what, because it's obviously yes. not going to be the most diverse cast. Um, I think specifically, like, this, the cafeteria scene, right, where they're, where they're breaking down, like, all the different cliques, while it is, like, a stereotype, like, it's meant to be, or it's meant to be, like, a... um. What's the word? Uh, like, a, it's making fun of stereotypes that occur in high school, but it's still like, mm-hmm. like the the snobby Asians and like that kind of stuff. Obviously, is a little bit like leaning into that racist direction that maybe is a little icky. Um, but I, I do think that the movie is a commentary on it, and it it at the end is trying to resolve like the fact that people are more than their like click stereotypes, and they. Um, have more more to them like underneath so yeah yeah it's interesting because I was thinking I feel like <clears throat> Tina Fey had been in hot water kind of just with everything happening recently and I had read some recent stuff people critiquing some of like some of the storylines on 30 Rock and, and some of the way I think that like race was discussed yeah and I think for all of that like sh- I totally agree with you Taylor there were certainly some moments that I was like oh that didn't age well but I think overall it wasn't as offensive as I could have expected it to be in light of, I think, some of, like, the 30 Rock stuff that I had been thinking about more recently. And it feels like a lot of that is intentional. And there's, like, a campiness around it where it's, like, this excessive, the stereotype, like, where they're really, like, building those archetypes of, like, high school life. And... And I don't know. I mean, the the whole thing for me feels like it's it's about how all of that is actually fucked up, problematic, and not yeah, not it okay. Is a, it but, is a parody, yeah, but it's still yeah. sort of hard to watch. Yeah, but there's definitely, yeah, it is less cringeworthy than than many other things where it's not quite as like obviously yeah. jabbing at it. But yes, there were three things that stuck out. There are like three things that stuck out to me that I was like, oh, I could have done with that, even though these are like little fuckheads in high school. Regina George used the word retarded a bunch Mm -hmm. of times. And I was like, that is not great. But I'm also like, this is maybe her character developing that we just like don't like this person. Like she just sucks. The thing about all the lesbians, the whole like the major split between Janice Ian and Regina George is like, you can't come to my party. There are girls with their swimsuits there. That for me is like ugh, icky, but also so high school, you know, of, of I think maybe of that time period. I think now it's yeah. so different. 
but of that time period. So I don't think that aged well. The one thing I think should have been removed was the N word, the two Asian yes. guys. Oh yeah. That yes. I was like, I forgot that that was in, in this. And I was That like, was the worst. Yikes. Yeah. 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 It's so funny, Brandon, the like talking about uh, if Janice is a lesbian and just like queer representation in general in the movie. It's so funny. Cause I feel like I have such a skewed view of what high school is like for kids now based on like, yeah. some Netflix, like I can't even think of a good example off the top of my head, but like, I feel like now there's so many teen shows where it just seems like it's so like, it's very, everyone's very accepting. Yeah. And so, but I don't know if that's actually what life is like for high schoolers now. <laughs> so I don't know if this is us specific or what, but 51% of Gen Z identifies gender neutral. So it's like yeah, it's insane. insane that that yeah. is happening. And then the one other point that I forgot was at the end, my gripe is everyone at the prom is like dancing with somebody. Janice gets someone, Katie, and then Damien walks off. And it's like, where's his gay mm, lover? That moment like, would have yes, been great. Talking yeah. about the lesbian, but he's, yeah. So I think things just, I think that didn't age well just because it's such a different time now. Totally. Like now there would be like a hot football player who was like interested yes. in Damien and we would see them together and that would be like a beautiful storyline. <laughs> I mean, sex education, right? Like that's a new yeah. current what middle school and yes, there are straight people, but there's a bunch of gay people too. And it's really inclusive and representational. Totally. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause there was a lot of like, you know, there was like the gay characters, the reference, all that, but it was still definitely for like the comedic value. Yes. It's yes. like, oh, the funny character who's there to, yeah. like, add levity. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and you can so see, like, a hint. Of, like, oh, you're a full person. You can see a hint of, like, an attempt in, like, the sideline characters, the background characters to cast diversely. Like, we have a minor character who's in a wheelchair. And there, there's, like, a little bit there. Yes. But, it, it, you know, like, giving them a little bit more, I think, and, and also having that scene, like, in the main cast. Like, if Damien had, like, more to him than just, like, amazingly quirky fun lines and and brilliant yeah. acting i kind of want a sequel with just damien now yeah he went on to what star in looking as a minor character a little bit wait but it's really like, yeah he it's like the gayest show it's all about gays culture in san francisco um I did not specifically that. i think but yeah he's in it huge bear beard fully grown all of it Ooh, i did not Amazing. know that he was in that i know yeah. what our next podcast looked- is about <laughs> but the, what's interesting is has there been a movie since this that's like as much of trying to like poke fun at what high school is like hmm that's such a great question because like the 80s sort of had heathers which i feel yeah. like to me is sort yeah. of like the the 80s version of mean girls but a little darker um and then I also love the movie saved which came out at the same time as mean girls but I think is also just ridiculous and hilarious but easy a easy a was kind of I don't think it's as much of a global phenomenon but it was (gasps) kind of a high school easy a is really good but wasn't that around the same time too I don't think it reached the 2010s yet but I think it was 2010 okay so it was oh yeah But I don't feel but, like it has the same sort of like no. it follows, kind of yeah. you know, it's not revered in the same way as I feel like New no. Girls has held up. Yeah. Booksmart to me was like such a I mean that movie is so good. Yeah. It's like the smarter true. version of this. And the different yeah. kind of comedy, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It wasn't much I don't like totally change it uh, 
whatever off topic but yeah book smart didn't resonate with me and I don't know if it's because hmm. I mean I think it was definitely more of a coming of age I don't think Mean Girls was truly coming of age because these girls were already old so maybe that's where it lost me a little bit <laughs> I don't know but yeah I don't think we have a replacement for Mean Girls nor will we ever <laughs> no no I, I do think, like, there's always going to be high school movies, but there's just a few, like, every decade or so that just really peak. Like, you have Heathers and then Clueless and then yeah. Mean Girls. And um, I'm not sure what the, like, what <clears throat> the late 2000s version of that is yet. Maybe it will come in hindsight. Moving on to the next topic, which is compiled facts, trivia, discussion points around making of a movie. Does anybody look up any, like, fun facts? Well, I did read that Lindsay Lohan originally read for the role of Regina George, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, but I think she was, and she was nervous about how it would impact her, like, perception. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she would have been better off if she actually had played Regina George. <laughs> I was going to say, which is so funny because I feel like Rachel McAdams just, like, blew up after this and is, like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she has so many layers as an actress. Like she can be like so serious, but funny. And yeah. then like the notebook is a totally de- departure from this. And I, mean, I actually totally forgot it was her. Really? Yeah, right? I was, yeah I, I had this moment where I was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I forgot. Whenever I don't watch it, I just forget. Or I don't even see it as her, you know? I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's Regina George. Like yes. it's just so, the character is so specific yeah. that it overshadows her real um. Well, it's like that sickly, perfectly, like, straw fake blonde wig and, like, the liner. So she looks so embodiment of Regina George. Um, One of a fun fact that I looked up, which was confirmed by Nick Cannon, so it's (laughs) overwhelmingly credible. Um, Mariah Carey was an avid fan. And so one of her songs, she quotes the movie with Why Are You So Obsessed With Me in the lyrics. Oh, my God. I did not know that was a connection. Yeah, because Regina George <gasps> says it about Janice Ian, and like that's in a line from Mariah Carey's song. I let me. I don't know the exact song, but yes, it's in there. That's amazing. It's that's called amazing. obsessed. It's called obsessed. <laughs> Has anyone seen Mean Girls the musical, the Broadway production? No, I haven't. <sighs> I haven't either. I'm sure um, I would love it. Yeah, I did just hear earlier today. Somebody was saying that it was really, really good. Surprisingly good. I haven't officially, like, I haven't seen it in theaters, but I've seen um, not, totally not bootleg YouTube videos, clips of it. Um, But from what I can tell, it seems that they've really, like, they've modernized it a bit um, in terms of, like, the content and the the casting. So, yeah, I'm really curious to see how they, uh, they made the script a little bit more relevant. Oh, interesting. Now, here's another fun fact. Earlier this year in January, Tina Fey announced that a film adaptation of the musical musical is being produced. Can we just talk about that? They made a musical about a movie, and now they're going to make a movie about the musical about the movie. Has that ever happened before? Good question. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. Like Rent, Hairspray, a bunch. Well, I guess, mm-hmm. no, the movie first, no. That started, yeah, started first as a movie. Well, it started first as a musical, book, then, like, kind of, Yeah, loosely. I was going to say, like, Les Mis is my canon, but... What would be the moments from the movie that you would want to be, um, that you would want to see as, like, a Broadway song production? 
The Halloween party, I feel like, could be incredible. Well, definitely. Yes. Ooh, yeah. The Aaron Samuels, when they're trying to get him to catch Regina and Shane Omen, I feel like there would be a lot of fun, like, theatric yes. stuff there. Yes. I mean, there's a Meet the Plastics uh, musical number, so I'm sure that one's interesting, like, when they mm-hmm. introduce them all. <laughs> Oh my god! I feel like we all need to go listen to the original Broadway record, a cast recording, and then regroup for revisit. A, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy though that the the musical premiered October of twenty seventeen, which is thirteen years after the movie. Like that's a long time to have it last and like carry enough speed where it is successful. Totally, I feel like it speaks to again the timelessness of this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It it premiered. 13 years later. Also, did you guys know that there is a Mean Girls Day? Yeah, it's October, October 3rd. Oh, well, yeah. Yes, October I did. 3rd. Yes. Yeah. I don't, how did I miss this? What, I think, um, what's her face? Uh, Amanda Seyfried was also originally, or was yes. initially going to be cast as Regina. Yeah, she read for it. And was this like her first kind of breakout moment? It's again, her film like debut. Kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a launch pad for Amanda Seyfried. This was yeah. a definitely this had like a, a pretty good career. It was a springboard for yeah. a lot of careers. Um, the opposite, I don't know what the opposite term for a springboard is, but um, Lacey Chabert, yes. who plays Gretchen Wieners, I feel like yes. is the one who like did not go anywhere after this. That trampoline snapped. I sucker. <laughs> For Hallmark Christmas movies, and she's in like 25 Hallmark Christmas movies every year, and it's like very, I feel like very embarrassed for her. But I don't but, know, she's collecting no, those checks. She was a child star. She was in Party Five. She was in Lost in Space. She did oh. so much before this movie. I did not know that. Yeah, she's been around forever. Okay. So we don't feel bad for her. She's she's doing well. I mean, she was huge in the 90s. Like it's crazy. Lizzie Kaplan was in Masters of Sex. And before this, she was in Freaks and Geeks, which is amazing. Wait, Lizzie Kaplan oh. was? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Wow. Um, so for me, casting-wise, I wouldn't replace anyone. I just couldn't see anyone else being in any of the roles. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I think the only way I could think about like recasting this movie is if I were to like cast it now as opposed to then sure but i honestly yes. would look to, like like to see all the original actors play their teenage roles as fully grown adults like yes <laughs> would we recast aaron samuels like would we make would we have made him like a chad michael murray or someone more recognizable in that time period no because it wasn't about him no. he was supposed to be just this boy that everyone liked that like wasn't a major part you just like yeah get it cool but we're focusing like on just else. a gorgeous face yes okay yeah he didn't bring he was dumb like he didn't he didn't need any more character development that's fair. Like, that was it it was face value that's fair that's fair <laughs> i'm trying to think of like other relevant like child stars that could have like ended up in this cast like a raven simone or um yes raven simone yep hillary duff Mm. but like why don't fix it if it's not broke i almost feel like 
Raven, Simone, and Hilary Duff, I love, but they are too much of like, I'm the only person I will carry this movie. Like no one else. I am not going to be in this plastic group. It's Hilary Duff movie. It's a Raven, Simone movie. You know? Yes. It's fun. Yeah. It, it makes me think that Lindsay Lohan is also like, <laughs> here I am, justice for Lindsay, give her the Oscar. But like, <laughs> she was more versatile. Like if Hillary was in this role, it would have like, it wouldn't, she wouldn't have been believable as Katie because she just would have been too yes. sweet and nice. And like, yes. Lindsay had like a little bit of darkness to her. Like she wanted to be accepted, which was like yeah. also very true to her narrative in Hollywood. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if... But one of the Olsen twins. Oh, <laughs> That I'm into. That I could play around with. Or the little sibling, whatever. Don't they have a younger sister? Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Yes, she's in all the Marvel movies, Tamara. Why? She's blowing up right now. I know she is. Yeah. Which is impressive to, like, you know, be able to hold your own after having two super, super famous siblings. Yes. Yes. I found a really interesting fun fact, um, and this is about censorship, which I love um, reading about censorship in movies, but apparently the film was almost forced to cut the wide set vagina line, um, but because Anchorman had recently come out and Will Ferrell got away with an erection scene, it's and it still got a PG-13 rating, wow. Mark Waters was able to, they, they were claiming it as sexist to not allow it, which is pretty cool. Because, like, can you imagine that Which movie so without, <laughs> without my white well, set vagina? Anchorman also says Will's vagina in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it mentions vagina in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's brought up in terms of, like, a tampon. It's not even, like, a sexual moment. But coming <laughs> yeah. from a teenage girl, it was probably more problematic for them. Oh. But also, the underage... they, in movies, they never talk about vaginas. Like, God <laughs> forbid. But movies are full of dick jokes. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, so there is like the teacher-student affair with multiple students. Like that was okay. The Ooh, underage sex, was, right? Yeah, with two students. Two. Yes. And that that was part of the build on the joke is that there was more than one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to. I guess we to... could probably put that in the not aging well category too. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Definitely. I still think that's relevant though. Like that's still a thing that's happening. <sighs> fair, fair. I guess it's like yeah, the dark reality. I think what's interesting is what's really actually what's not in this movie, which is the typical like teen. Well, there's a little bit of the teen drinking and like she pukes, but not yeah. an excessive amount of drug use and all that kind of stuff, which is an interesting um, sort of like omission, if you will. It's yeah. like I mean, the, the, that. the peer pressure is more psychological. It's not like, I mean, it's implied, mm-hmm. I guess, that like you're going to have parties and like, you know, but... <laughs> It's more about like doing bad things, like being a bad person, um, is like the issue and resolving that. And it's in like and just finding happiness with being yourself. Sounds a little cheesy, but no. But like um, the moral of the story did age very well. In that yes, sense. I agree. Um, going on to any like anything, any gripes with the movie, any plot holes that were like, yeah, that doesn't make sense, but let it slide. I mean, the fact that Regina George survived getting hit by a bus and still looked that good at, mm. at the prom. <laughs> and that we all think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
like, oh dear. <laughs> uh, I mean, talk about karma. <laughs> right? I, I'm okay with the bus. I'm like, yeah, she deserved it. I'm surprised she only had like a minor neck brace. <laughs> I do remember that part being so shocking the first time I saw it. But that was just like so unexpected. <laughs> well, it is shocking. And Brandon, when you were saying that um, they foreshadow it twice before, I had never yeah. realized that. You just sort of ignore the other stuff. It's still shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you see Katie Heron almost get hit by a bus first day. Like, she jumps back. And then she, in her dialogue, she says something about um, life hitting her like a big yellow school bus or something. I don't know if it was life, but she mentions it in that as well. My one gripe, I would say, was the, uh, and I don't know if, so when she kind of flashes back to Africa in the real world and she sees the kids by the watering hole and they start attacking each other and she's like, I know how this would be handled in Africa, but this is mm. girl world or whatever. Like that stuff kind of just goes away maybe halfway through the movie entirely. Like it never comes up again. And I was thinking like, maybe it's just her assimilating to the teen world. So she like gets it now and there's less, less Africa. But that for me, I was like, why didn't it continue? Like these animalistic flashbacks throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I always, I always struggled with that. Like, I always found that part of the movie to be annoying and it doesn't bother me, I guess, as much now as an adult, but I remember that was like the one part that felt kind of silly and unnecessary to me. I mean, well, one, when Lindsay tackles um, Regina and Aaron Samuel's face is just like so feral. It's amazing. (laughs) But there, I, I do think it does parallel, like kind of like come back at the end when like the girls go wild and they're acting like how um you know it's like girl world and animal world kind of like under the surface it is like that um so there's like a catharsis there one thing that also confused me too was the glenn coco scene with the um the candy cane stuff like she uh gretchen grabbed the candy cane from katie and was reading it and she just make sure it's from regina and like yeah maybe you pay someone and they write it for you. So one, I was like, wouldn't she recognize handwriting? And if it wasn't a handwriting, then why wouldn't she just be like, Regina, why didn't you give me a candy cane? Just ask her, you know, like, why would she just assume that? Hmm. That kind of was like, that hint, like did a lot of hoping that you wouldn't ask Regina or figure out this candy cane wasn't sent from her. But that was me just being like, I would have asked Regina myself, like girls send me a candy cane or not, you know? Right. It all boils down to good communication with your friends. <laughs> um, one one part that did jump out at me, which I remember thinking was funny at the time, but when they're shopping for the prom dress and they're in the store called like 135. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she asks for the next size and she tells her to go to Sears. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a very... It, it's like a very comically funny scene, but I do feel like that's a, I, I guess like that, I put that in the same category of like the queer representation. Like, is that something that high schoolers still feel now? I feel like we've shifted to a place where people are much more like celebrating all different types of body sizes and are more inclusive. Like I would be curious if that were still um, felt as relevant to teenagers today. 
I mean, it felt a little bit like a classist too, right? Where you're like, yeah, oh, you're in a fancy boutique, and not only are you getting like body shaming, but you're also like, oh, go to the department stores if like that's the place you don't want to be shopping. So, yeah, totally. One thing that really bothered me when, when I remember when I was in high school watching this was feeling like they went to a school that had like zero dress code because they wear such <laughs> short skirts. And I was like, wait a second. Like I could, does this school have zero rules? Um, and it also really bothered me that they wore heels. Cause I was like, that's unrealistic for a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like so irritated by that. <laughs> Although I'll be honest, I see high school kids nowadays and I'm like, how old are you? You look uh, older than fair. me. And I've been that's out of high fair. school for many a years. <laughs> so. Okay. Who do we think came out of this movie winning? Like who has, who has the best legacy out of this movie? I feel like this movie is Lindsay Lohan's legacy. I know. So I, I know. feel like she wins <laughs> because most other people have carried on or disappeared. Like, I feel like Lindsay it. Lohan is definitely like the culture winner coming out of this. Yeah. I feel like Rachel McAdams is the actual, like, I feel like she's actually very respected as an actor. Yes. And again, yes. we've discussed this at length, but like has gone on to so many different roles. Like I watched Spotlight the other night and it's, it's like hilarious imagining Lindsay Lohan in a movie like Spotlight now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same to be said about Amanda Seyfried. I don't think she's at the same level as Rachel McAdams, but she's done so many things. Yes. In film. Um, what about Tina Fey? Do we think she, um, I mean, she's obviously done so much since. And, and also Amy Poehler and Lauren Michaels, too, is producer on this. So, like, this is very much, like, trenched in the SNL mm -hmm. world. Was this Tina Fey's first, like, project outside of SNL? Because if so, I feel like that's a huge win. I think it was tied pretty closely with connections from SNL. So while it was, like slightly more independent i think there was some crossover as far as writers and producers oh totally it's more so just like if this were her first like if this was her first thing that wasn't being in snl you know yeah like um, tim meadows amy poehler lauren michaels it's it's a very like i think lauren michaels is a producer on it too so yeah snl the creator of snl lauren michaels is produced the film he's produced so many movies from like popular SNL stars and writers. But I do feel like this is the first one that's been very like female centric. Like he did all of like the Chris Farley movies and like Adam Sandler, like he went on to basically like usher those people into like proper movie stars from SNL. And I do feel like maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like Tina Fey was kind of the first like female that kind of got that treatment from him. Mm -hmm. And it definitely prompted like now we're seeing, um, other SNL alumni, um, female alumni popping out, like look at Bridesmaids, you know? So I, I think yeah. she definitely like helped to lay that path by um, by blowing up in the way that she did. Totally. Amy Poehler also coming out on top for me on this one. I think she's incredible. I love her so much more than Tina Fey. I'm throwing it out there. I think really? she's just, yeah, she's not afraid to make a fool of herself and like fully commit to this character. And it's just like, she's so watchable. So funny. Yeah. And I think part of it is like Tina Fey is her almost 
um, serious, like yin yang double. The sisters one is when they swapped it and it was kind of weird for me. I didn't really like GFA at all in that. But like Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler, all of it, like praise be. <laughs> That's a great point. I think Amy Poehler is more fun to watch as an actress because she does throw herself into these roles. Tina Fey always, like, if you think about the, the character she plays in Mean Girls is so similar to her 30 Rock character, right. which I think is, like, her also, you know? Like, she yeah. doesn't do too much of a departure from who she is, who sure. I love. But, um, yeah, Amy Poehler, I think, does out, outdo her in this. I, I think Amy does the most here. She does she has the least amount of screen time and she makes yeah. it work. Like yeah. you she, her only speaking lines I think is just in the like when she's yeah. um like in the house, but like when you see her at the talent show with the like doing the yeah. and then during the prom she's like <laughs> behind yeah. her daughter yeah. trying to get in the photo. Like every mo- like there was not a moment wasted. Amy Poehler milked that performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when she sees Regina George dressed up as Halloween with the video camera, like the dad's crying, like even that was just <laughs> something that you cling to. Yeah. <laughs> that five second shot, maybe three seconds. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure none of those moments were written in. So she like, you know, like, <laughs> just it's so great. Do we feel like Anna Gasteyer was underutilized in this as Lindsay Lohan's mom? I feel like she's so funny. Yeah, she didn't really get much airtime. Yeah, hardly any, really. Yeah, I love her, but you love Lady Smith, Black Mombado. Like that. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> that line works pretty hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's also like not really. I feel like the parents weren't part of it. Like Regina George's mom was such a huge character developer. I feel like the other parents weren't really that, and you focus more on like the kid. Like yeah. the whole, like they went to Regina's house. They did all this stuff. You know, it was so focused around that. Kylie, even, I mean, the Regina George sister, you meet Kylie, who is like Girls Gone Wild, Flash In, Milkshake Song. I call sister. Yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, I wish they would have cast Miley Cyrus in that role. I feel like that would have like <laughs> aged so well. I don't think she was ready yet for all of that. No. Yeah. To wrap us up, should we like, talk about who we identified as when we watched this. Like, I know I saw this movie in high school, so I probably have that answer and then I have the answer in retrospect too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amy, kick, her, kick us off. Kick us off. <laughs> I mean, I was a cheerleader in high school and I was also no! student body president. <laughs> so, so well-rounded. I kind of have to say, I probably would have been in the plastics and I probably would have been, but I think I was like the, a nice one. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we all say that, right? <laughs> I would have been in the plastics. I'll just say it. <laughs> I'll own it. It's very brave to own that. I Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Janice even says like, at least Regina, I know her bitch, you know? So like, Fair. <laughs> I was not in high school when I watched this. I was, I think, probably at the end of college. The first time I saw it. Um, I don't know how much I identify with any of them. However, <laughs> it made, like looking back at high school self, probably Janice, which for everybody who knows me, that's probably real obvious. So, <laughs> And everybody thought I was a lesbian. And I am. So they were right. <laughs> You're Lebanese. 
Um, oh, so my my the uh, I just remember a nitpick. The, these girls were supposed to be junior year. So then I was like, Oh where, my god, where are the senior girls? Like, wouldn't the senior girls yes. be like, Get the fuck out of here, you dumb junior? One hundred percent. A thing for me that I was like, what? And then when they show the next, like the next year's version of the plastic, those <laughs> girls look a solid five years younger. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are they supposed to be juniors or sophomores? They're juniors. 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 They're juniors. Okay. Yeah, you're right though. That's that's one that doesn't make sense. But you don't really find that out until the very end, or or no. near the end. No, yeah. she says it. No, she says. I think she says at the very beginning, like what year, oh, how old she is, where she's going, and then like oh, mid fight. Right. Yeah, they say it for a while, and Tim Meadows is like junior girls to whatever. Like they say it. That's a very good point. Where were the senior girls? That shit would never <laughs> have flown. No, absolutely not. Taylor, go back to Taylor. What were you saying about? Who you identified as. So I was in middle school when this movie came out. So I was a little bit younger. Um, like my Good high school, I probably, I was like a theater kid. So I probably would be a Janice. But middle school, Taylor, when this movie came out, I was probably, I was probably an Amanda, uh, Amanda Seyfried's character. Um, what's her name? Um, <laughs> Karen. Karen. Karen, okay, yeah. I also I was, feel like... I also feel like you could be a doppelganger for Amanda Seyfried. Like, you guys have very similar, like, coloring, eyes. I really see that for you. Thank you. Not that I was dumb, because I was actually quite smart, but I definitely think I dumbed myself down to, like, be, like, more approachable to, like, all my friends. So, you know, insecure middle schooler. And (laughs) I think we all... (laughs) are wearing your literal Damien look... I don't know if I identify as one of the characters. I feel like my high school wasn't that cookie. Like, you knew who your friends were and you knew who they weren't. But, like, no one was... I don't think I people were actually mean to each other. I would yeah. definitely have been friends with both groups. So I don't want to say that I would identify as Katie. But I was friends with a lot of people who were, were maybe plastic-y. And then I was also into art. So I was with the art kids. I also liked uh, sports. I played varsity, so I was like also with Aaron Sanders. Oh my god! I know. I played varsity water polo, and I swam too. Multifaceted. Um, I know. So I wow, would say maybe I love all this for them. you. Yeah. No, I think you were Katie. I think you're a Katie. I might have been Katie. I also like drinking, so like that really hit me in sixteen. So <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Katie. <laughs> Thank you to Tamara, Taylor, Amy for taking the time to discuss this classic. Bye. See you next time on. See- oh, Tamara, you say it. You need to. You need to wrap this up. Do I? Yes, you do. See you next time on. What is? Oh my god! Yeah, this is how good I am at these things. I'm a behind the scenes <laughs> person, hiding. people. I'm a producer. Long. I hide behind the scenes. <laughs> see you next time on. See something. Say something. You whore. You whore. (laughs) You fugly slut.